Listen up, real estate investors, entrepreneurs, and agents. You're in the right place. Unlocking the secrets to real estate investing and entrepreneurship. Welcome to the Titanium Vault, hosted by RJ Bates III. Here's RJ. Hey guys, welcome to the Titanium Vault. I'm your host, RJ Bates. Today I'm sitting down with Josh Culler. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm excited to be on the show here. There's been some legends on this show, dude. I can't right? believe right. I'm here. <laughs> I, I have been blessed to have some amazing guests and uh, I'm excited to have you on because we're going to talk about something that I'm pretty passionate about. Um, so much passionate about that sometimes some of my partners and friends and family give me a hard time about it. But um, real quick before I spoil that, uh, tell everybody what it is that you do in the real estate investing realm there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I think we're going to go a little bit into my background here after this. So let me just talk about what I currently am doing. Yeah. So, um, again, Josh Culler, again, appreciate you having me on RJ. Uh, I've been listening to the show for a while now and a lot of really cool people that have been on the show. Um, so appreciate you having me on. Yeah. I've been a podcast host for about six years and been a part of uh, hosting about 300 episodes. So I know how difficult it can be to get people on the show, scheduling with them, and then actually running the interviews. So yep. uh, kudos to you, man. Kudos to you, <laughs> you know, making this happen and giving back to the, the people that are listening to the show. Uh, so yeah, Josh Culler, I am out of Northwest Indiana, just outside of uh, Chicago, where I live. It's actually about a 25-minute drive to the heart of downtown Chicago. So I just tell people I'm from the Chicagoland region and we call it cool. Um, so I own a business called Color Media. We do content production specifically for people in the real estate investing industry, which um, I'll kind of talk about why I niched into that industry um, here in a few minutes. I've been in this, this industry for about seven years. And again, we'll talk about that background, but we do content production. So for those of you who are active real estate investors, we, um, you know, mo most times this is the models that will actually come out for one single day. You get um, us for a full day. We'll shoot an insane amount of videos. We'll go through the entire, um, you know, agenda process with you. So, you know, we're not just coming in there and just kind of, Hey, what are we doing today? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> right. So, um, we'll we'll plan it out and strategically create content around what your goal is. So most of the time when I'm with active real estate investors, it's to do videos for acquisitions because that's something that you need is you need marketing for acquisitions on a consistent basis. So, um, you know, using my experience in the marketing department of um, a large real estate investing, uh, investing company for several years, I know what works, what doesn't. So I'll help strategize that with you. And I act as kind of your onset director, whereas, you know, a typical videographer is going to come in and just hit record and that's it. Yep. Uh, I'm actually going to guide you through everything. And what I tell my customers is let me strategize for you. You'll chip in. So I'm the, I'm the point here. I'm the director and you're just kind of the actor that can give your input, but <laughs> I know what works. I am in this silo. So, you know, trust me. And so I, I do that for them. And we'll shoot videos, produce it, send it back to them. And then I'd also have clients where we do, you know, monthly subscriptions for their content. It's more influencer brands. I work with guys like John Martinez, Don Costa, um, uh, Mike Hambright is one of, one of my monthly clients too. We're about to lock in some insane content for him. Uh, one of my good buddies, Max Keller, Michael Zuber, and there's several other people that I work with that I do monthly content for. Um, yep. So I've got a team around me, uh, four team members on, on, on my, on my uh, color media team. We got the processes and systems locked in. So we'll, you know, visit our monthly clients once a month, shoot videos with them, load up enough content to distribute that daily throughout the month. 
We push out an insane amount of content. We curate each piece of content for each platform, do all the copywriting for them. So I have a, a copywriter specifically on my team and then a distributor. So we distribute all the content out to the platforms. And so um, that's our primary, uh, our two primary products and services. And that's what we do. There you go. So two things that I, I definitely want to touch base on in today's interview is how you found a very specific niche because I see so many entrepreneurs and they never become great at anything because they try everything. Yeah. And, and they never narrow it down to a specific niche. And then a common theme of guests on the podcast due to their success is that they have a very specific niche. And so I, I want to talk about that and then also content creation and why it's important. Um, you know, sometimes I have people ask me like, RJ, why do you spend so much time on the podcast and the mm -hmm. YouTube channel and, and just giving out free information? I know the benefits of it. I've been preaching yeah. it for a long time, but I want to hear your perspective yeah. of that. So let's go back and, and I, I'm assuming your past is why you ended up in the real estate investing niche. So talk about that real quick and then and kind of dive into why you chose this to be your specific niche. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good question. I've never had anybody ask me about like why I went into this niche. I always talk about it, but I don't go deep into it. So I'll go deep into it for the audience go. here. Um, so a little bit about the past is when I was 19 years old, so I'm 26 currently today. Um, I've caught myself a couple of times saying I'm 27 on some podcasts I've been on. And then I like get 10 minutes down the road in the show. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not 27. So <laughs> uh, once you get past a certain age, man, it just doesn't stop. And I just, I stopped counting. So right. I know there's people on the show like you idiot, you're only 26 years old. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm 26. I started in this industry at 19 years old. Um, long story short, I was going through a rough breakup with a girlfriend. I was working in uh, a downtown a Chicago warehouse driving a forklift and I knew one of my buddies that I played basketball with his dad actually owned about 500 doors um, in the Northwest Indiana region and Chicagoland area and they also did wholesaling and so you know this is back seven years ago so that was back when wholesaling was kind of getting its you know there was a, there was a lot of people into it but right. not as much near as today you know because they were just recovering from the crash and so uh, I called my buddy up and I was like hey I'm tired of my job do you have anything? I don't have really much experience. I, I had been doing graphic design since I was a, a, a sophomore in high school. So I had those skills, but I told them, you know, I'd do just about anything that you guys need. And so they brought me on and I worked with them for about seven months. Uh, got a lot of really good experience. I mean, I did just about everything from the marketing to closings, acquisitions, cold calling, um, you know, you name it. I was doing just about everything, putting out bandit signs, pre-looks and all that. And so I got my grounds for real estate there. There was a couple of things that happened, caused me to leave. Um, I was there for about, again, seven months. And then I called my good buddy, Gary Harper up. And uh, Gary was actually my fourth grade Sunday school teacher. I'm sure many people that are listening right now know who he is with Sharper Business Solutions. And he was actually partners with a couple of guys in the Northwest Indiana region. They're uh, wholesaling in Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, and Ohio, and then later on added Kentucky. And I called Gary and I said, hey, dude, I, uh, I, I'm looking for another job. I've got about seven months of real estate experience. And I'm a very quick learner. I learn by just experience. I'd never, I, I sucked at school. I never set foot into a college classroom. Um, so I told him, you know, I catch on easily. And, and uh, you know, having that background of me being his fourth grade Sunday school teacher is like, yeah, come on, let's try it out. So I came on board with him. We were buying and selling houses in Michigan. We were kind of, we were, we were doing that. And he and I in the first year, 
virtually bought uh, 70 properties, bought and sold 70 properties in Michigan. We had one guy with boots on the ground who would go do pre-looks and uh, put out signs and stuff like that. And so that was a great experience for me being under a wing of, of Gary like that. And then also the uh, two other partners. And uh, so I was part of that. So for about five years, we were part of that. And I eventually elevated into the marketing director position uh, later on, but I was always in the marketing role with Gary. And so we ran that, we ran that department and Gary obviously did a bunch of other things inside that, that company as well. And throughout the time I was there, I had been a part of about um, a little over a thousand real estate transactions. And so that was an incredible experience for me. A lot of things I learned, a lot of things I, I learned to do and a lot of things not to do. Right. So, um, and, and just to be clear, I did not personally, you know, do those deals. It was a large company of about 30 people. I was in the marketing department specifically on the acquisition side. And so, but I, but I was still a part of that many deals and it was uh, again, great experience. And so and were so, you helping out with like direct mail and cold calling and things like that? Or, or what were you? Everything, man. We back then, you know, trying everything. And, and again, back then, so um, I can't take credit for all the deals that we, we acquired too, because that right. was back when HUD was hot. So the team we had in the acquisitions uh, department was, were putting in, I don't remember the exact number, but it was like 17,000 bids a week. It was insane. Wow. Um, but we were getting deals left and right. It was just plentiful. I mean, there was an insane amount of deals on HUD back when it was hot. And we're talking, right. you know, three to four or five years ago. So, um, but we did, the marketing department did bring in a very large chunk of those deals as well. Um, so yes, I was doing, we were doing A-B testing on everything because, you know, everybody was putting out banded signs. Everybody started doing Craigslist postings. And when I first started, Craigslist was like, that was the place you put your deals and you, you would get, you right. would get offers almost like right away. So, um, things changed, things evolved over time. And so that's, uh, that, that was kind of what my job was is to learn those. You know what though? What an amazing experience for you though, because yeah. so many people as entrepreneurs, you know, we don't get the opportunity to do all these AB tests and figure out what's working because we're on very strict budgets. Yeah. Especially when we're first right. getting started, it's like, Hey, I only have $5,000 for marketing. I, I can't run the risk of this yeah. campaign not working. I have to go find a deal with this. And so what an, a great opportunity for you to be a part of a larger organization. Um, I just recently interviewed Justin Peters, who's here local um, in DFW, and he talked about his experience working with New Western Acquisitions. And it was the same thing where, because he was a part of a larger organization, it wasn't all on his shoulders. Sure. He got such a great experience and then was able to go start his own thing. So mm -hmm. with that experience, how did that correlate into you starting a media company and doing videography and things like that. Yeah. And, and one thing to add on to that is that, you know, like the, 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 the company we were, we were all a part of, we didn't have an unlimited budget either because we were, right. you know, we wanted to keep our overhead low, even though later on it ended up being high and that's kind of what led to the split of the company. Um, but during the time when Gary and I were running the, the marketing department, we didn't have an unlimited budget. It was a lot more like caveman marketing than anything. I mean, it doesn't cost anything to put Craigslist postings out. Right. It, it costs very little to put band sides out and strategically place them somewhere with the right messaging, the right color, uh, you know, colors that, that you're going to go deep into color theory with. Right. Um, it doesn't cost much to send out direct mail back then. <laughs> right. um, it doesn't cost anything to add people to your buyers list if you do it right, if you're networking with people. Um, where we were going to, you know, meetups and stuff like that. And so that that's the thing is I would challenge you. Don't, don't think that when you're doing marketing that it's going to cost an arm and a leg. 
find out ways not to skirt around like the things that may cost, but find out other ways to do marketing because, you know, and I'm not saying do like one of everything. You definitely don't want to do that. I always tell people pick like two or three things that you want to go really deep into and maybe spend a, a good chunk of change on it and then add two or three things, you know, maybe every six months in order to, you know, make sure that you're not a one trick pony when it comes right. to your, your marketing. So um, just kind of elaborate on that. Uh, so, so yeah, I have always been in media. So even though I have my real estate background, um, that gave me kind of the, the niche and the network inside of this industry. And I've been doing media since I was about 15, 16 years old. Um, like I said, started with graphic design, then picked up a camera when I was about uh, 18 years old, and then um, just kind of went from there. And, and again, I'm a self-taught person. Everything that I've learned has been just me, nose down, and you know, watching YouTube videos, being resourceful, um, purchasing courses on like lynda.com or Udemy, and just learning Premiere Pro, After Effects, and everything that I needed to learn about cameras and everything. Still learning today. Right. So um, that's what I did. And so I picked up those skills, used those throughout the time I was in the real estate. So we were doing videos of, you know, when, when we would purchase a house, I would go out. That was back when drones kind of got their start, where it was still legal to fly them um, without needing a permit because, you know, people didn't know what they were. They thought they were just, you know, one of those RC like, like <laughs> things that you would you just take out with no camera on it. So I would go do drone shots of the houses and, you know, photos of the houses and whatnot. And so that's kind of where I learned that and then was able to couple that with all the marketing strategies we were doing. And so um, and during that time, I kind of developed the, the want to, uh, for, for branding. And so my graphic design background kind of started me into branding and designing brands, designing logos and going deep into color theory, font allocation, um, and, and all the aesthetics of the brands. And so I built several brands kind of on the side as a side hustle. Uh, wasn't married yet. We, we actually just got married a year and a half ago or so. So um, I wasn't married at that time. So I had a lot more time on my hands. I don't even remember <laughs> if I was dating at that point. And so had a lot of time on my hands. So nine right. to five, you know, that's my full-time job. And then five to midnight, that was my side hustle. And that's how I developed my skills. And so anybody that's listening, if you're uh, part-time in real estate, you know, that's kind of, I know a lot of people who have built their their real estate empire off the back of a side hustle. So don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to spend some time. You know, right now we're recording this. It's still, you know, kind of in between the holidays. And so, right. you know, yesterday was Christmas day and I was working some, I just wanted to be productive. And I even told my wife, like, I feel terrible, like not wanting to work on Christmas day. So I did a little bit. Right. But, <laughs> but that's the thing, like build it, build it on. What's um, your passion though? You, you have a passion for your company and for your skill set. Yeah. What you're wanting to do. And, and I, I mirror that with everything that I want to do. I'm at the point now where, you know, entrepreneurship is going to be what I do for the yeah. rest of my life. Mm -hmm. there, there's no going back and ever working for someone. And so I always just find whatever I'm passionate about and what I, I don't mind spending my time doing. Mm -hmm. um, I tell people that all the time. I've actually argued with guests on the podcast before where they've said, real estate investing is not my passion. It's just a platform that I've chosen. And I'm like, be careful with that because yeah, be very careful. Passion of mine, like I actually like it. Like I yeah. love owning real estate, buying it, right. things like that. So that's cool that you found this yeah. passion and about yourself. And that's funny because we were just talking about that before we got on the show. I told you specifically, like, and you were asking me a little bit about my background. And I'm like, 
RJ, I don't even like real estate. Like, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't like real estate. You know, I, I like the marketing. I like the, I like the, the, the graphic design. I like the video, the content and all that. Yep. Um, but kind of going back into, um, I went off on a side trail there, but um, kind of going back into how I got niched into this is, you know, I, I developed into branding as a side hustle and then I was doing video for people. And then over the uh, course of a couple of years, we kind of built this mastermind called Good Success. And uh, it was myself, Gary Harper, um, Kevin Hansberger, Tom Olson, and the Wayne Schaefer. And then um, in late 2017, uh, we decided to split. And uh, it was a mutual thing that people just, you know, three visionaries, they just wanted to do different things. Right. They had different purposes and visions. So they decided to part ways mutually that way. I'm still build, doing business together as well. So that's awesome. So um, they did that. I went with Tom Olson who owned good success and ran that mastermind for a little bit of about a year and a half to two years. And then, um, all the way up until March of this past year and, uh, uh March, 2019. And so I kind of, uh, was always doing this on the side and then it got to a point where I was bringing in so much, um, revenue, but also, you know, clients that I wasn't marketing to, they were just, they kind of knew what I did. And it was the power of my network. And uh, then I got enough steam to be able to go full time into this. And so now that's what I'm doing. And I only do it for real estate investors. And that's kind of the reason why I niched in this because of my background, because of the network that I built. And that just goes to show you the, the, the power of your network. And I've done stuff for some absolutely incredible people that, you know, they're my biggest cheerleaders. You know, when you got John Martinez, who, who I, I do stuff for pretty often, right you know, make one Facebook post and giving me a shout out. And then I bring in like 20 leads off of that. <laughs> and I've had to stop saying yes to people. That's an incredible thing, but it just goes to show you build relationships. And that's kind of the, you know, that's the back that I built my business on was the network that I built because, you know, I'm naturally an introvert and that's something I had to get over very quickly that I wish I would have gotten over earlier, but glad I did at this point. And so that's how I did it, uh, niched into this. And, and then I actually eventually uh, kind of shelled off doing branding. So I don't even do branding or graphic design anymore. It's not lucrative enough. And, and gotcha. it, you know, the, those clients, I love those clients. And I've done some incredible looking brands. Um, but the, the clients that I work with to do content marketing, it's just something I'm, again, more passionate about than right. anything. I absolutely love it. And um, so that's what I chose to do. So that's all, that's all we do now is content marketing. There you go. So I'm going to give you a compliment that you're probably going to disagree with, but I have to say it because from my perspective, and, and I'm just going to be completely upfront with everyone that's listening right now. I have not hired any of these people that I'm about to name, but I'm in the, I'm in the minority of people that are, in this industry that are looking to hire people to build their business, to learn from. Um, there are three people in this industry that I think have found a niche for themselves. And it's almost like you're literally just running rampant through the whole industry, just grabbing people from across the country. And that's John Martinez, Gary Harper, and then yourself. Um, the three of you have found a way to be in the real estate investing industry. Um, obviously Gary previously was a real estate investor, but he's not anymore. He's just coaching and, and doing the things that he does. Um, John Martinez obviously was on a couple of weeks ago and he does sales training and you do the content. And I just, 
I, I, I'm so amazed by it as an entrepreneur in the fact that I'm sitting here and I'm like, y'all really don't have a ton of competition. Like you're just, you're just going around. Like I, I, I'm friends with you on Facebook and it's like, I feel like every day I see you, you're like, Oh, I'm going to travel to Florida today. And then I'm, next week I'm, I'm going to California. It's like new client, new yeah. client, new client. And yeah. it's amazing for you guys. So let's talk about content marketing. Cause this is something that I'm pretty passionate about. I enjoy, again, it gives me passion. Um, what, what is that? When you say you're going to a client and you're doing content marketing for acquisitions, what does that look like and why should people be doing that? For sure. So uh, before I get into that, I kind of want to, again, expound on what you just talked about with, and, and I appreciate you, like, that's a heavy hitter lineup. I'm, I, I don't belong in that group of those, those uh, two other guys, but I mean, that's a huge honor. Um, both clients of mine. And obviously, like I said, Gary is like one of, is my main mentor is, is one of my best friends on the planet. Um, so I appreciate you saying that, but that, that means a lot. I think that, you know, one thing that actually both of these guys told me when I was going into this is um, I, I first heard it from Gary. He kind of, he didn't say it exactly like this, but John Martinez said it exactly like this. Gary kind of like, you know, went around it, but in a different way said it. Um, the riches are in the niches. And that's kind of what I thought about. And, and even, you know, when I decided to stop doing the branding and just go specifically into content marketing, I was kind of, and I used the term earlier, like I was kind of scared because I'm like, do I just want to be a one trick pony? But then I realized content marketing is like, there's a million things inside of content marketing. Right. Um, there, there's video, there's social media, there's, there's podcasting. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different things inside of content marketing. You could build email newsletters and build, you know, your entire website's built out in content. So there's a lot of different silos inside of just content marketing. And so I found a blue ocean, which if you guys have read the, the book, blue ocean strategy, um, just like Gary did, just like John Martinez did. Now there's always people out there that there's always going to be somebody out there that does what we do, but there's not always going to be somebody that's exactly like us. Right. So I have my own experiences. I have my own skills and expertises and, um, you know, there, to be truthful with you, I'm not the best videographer. Like I'm not the best video producer. I, I I'm really not. The reason why people hire me and they bring me on is because of my experience is because of the portfolio that I have, the people that I've worked with. And, you know, and that's what I tell people is like, it's, it's, it's not because I'm the best at what I do. I just decided to niche and I'm really good at building relationships and I know the industry. That's why people hire me. There, you could hire somebody else that you know does incredible video that can do a massive production, but they're just going to come in and sh hit record, not be able to strategize with you and say, "Hey, I think you actually should say this instead of that." And that's what guys like Gary and John Martinez can bring to the table too, is because they've both been a part of real estate investing um, prior to their careers. Uh, John was a part of a couple of teams uh, doing acquisitions, and then Gary invested himself, got slapped in the face from the from the crash in '08. And then um, I was obviously a part of this company that he hired me to be a part of, but we found this blue ocean. So I challenge people like try to find something that, you know, and obviously if you're a wholesaler, like right. that's going to be tough, but that's kind of going to segue into what content marketing is, is find something different that you can do as opposed to somebody else. Maybe it's the way that you actually message, you know, create your messaging. Um, in your marketing, maybe it's the the way that you actually run your business, the operations of it, it, you know, the ease of working with a seller or something like that. Find a find a blue ocean niche inside of this large industry that you're a part of 
and find something different that you can do that maybe it's just, maybe it's not an ocean, maybe it's a pond, right? Something <laughs> just, something small that you can do and tweak in your business that's going to elevate you above the competition and give you just enough edge to, you know, squeak out. So you're not having to, you know, get into these bidding wars with, with people, which, you know, you've got these newbie investors coming in, spending way, way too much for, for properties. And right. then the experienced investors such as yourself, it's like, I can't pay that. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to pay that because it's actually like the numbers don't make sense. Yeah. That's, that's actually the, the, the conversation that I have more than any other conversation with investors nowadays is uh, you're, you're just, you're seeing it incorrectly and, and it's because of the nature of where we are in our cycle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I go away here pretty soon, but I want to go back to something you just said. I want to pick on John Martinez for a second here and (laughs) let's do it. (laughs) and, And here's the thing. If, if this, if you haven't listened to my interview with John Martinez, go back and listen to it because obviously in that interview, I'm very complimentary of him. I love him. I think he's one of the best in the industry, but I do have to pick on him a little bit because there was a moment where it dawned on me and I started asking questions and I was like, you know, you were talking about, you're not the best videographer in this, in, in the industry, right? But why do people hire you? I started asking questions and I was like, why is everybody listening to John Martinez? Has he ever bought a house? Like, has he ever actually used these, gone into a house and used these skill sets for his own company? Now, in my interview, I did find out he has done it for some clients. Right. But it's funny because he found this niche and what actually sold him was, is he taught one person and it worked. And so that mm-hmm. person told somebody else. Yeah. And then it just spiraled out of control. And that's what's happening with you right now. Absolutely. Is that no one's sitting here and saying, dude, Josh Kohler is the best videographer in the world. It's, hey, Josh came down and made some amazing videos for my company. Yeah. And he told me what to do because why do people not do content marketing or, or, or create content, right? It's because they struggle with knowing what to talk about yeah. or what to say or where to do it, or what equipment to use. Yep. And then a lot of times it's, who do I even hire? I mean, if you go Google, like videographer for real estate investing companies, like I, maybe you pull up, but I don't think- I'm gonna pull up. <laughs> yep. exactly. My web developer's working on that right now. <laughs> right, exactly. So it's like, you are the person that's gonna get hired. You know, right. I mean, you're, because if you're on social media, let's just use Facebook, for example, and you're friends with people from across the country, like the Don Costas and the Mike Ambrights, which have large podcasts, they have large followings, and then they make posts about, hey, check out this video that Josh Kohler made for me. I mean, yeah, you're, you're immediately gonna get the phone ringing from people like me saying, well, if Don Costas is doing it, I have to do it as well. Right, exactly. So. Well, something to add, one more thing to add to that too, is that, you know, it's, it's one thing to have the network that I have and, you know, bring clients on, but the, the reason why, and, and I'm trying, I'm, I'm not going to get a big head here. I'm just speaking <laughs> truth right now. Right. The reason why they, so for instance, like probably five to six times a week, I get tagged in a post from somebody asking who does video, who does content. And a lot of these people I'm having to say no to because I'm, I have to, I'm at this like, uh, you know, ceiling right now that I got to break through and, and delegate some more things. But um, regardless, like getting tagged in these posts on Facebook of, you know, people asking who to hire for video and for content. 
and I get tagged by, you know, Don Costa, Mike Hambright, um, you know, Stinson uh, with yeah. Investor Field as well. And then, you know, Gary, Gary and John talk, tag me all the time. But the reason why they do that isn't just because like I know the industry or I shot videos well. It's because I treated them like my number one customer. Like I, I w went out of my way for, I, I am, you can ask John, like sometimes I bug him like, Hey John, is there anything I can do for you? I just send him a message like that. John, is there anything I can do for you? And I'm always just staying on top of them and asking them that question. And I do that with all my clients I, and I periodically I'll reach out to them and just say, Hey, what else can I do for you? What, what other way can I bring value to you? Um, do you, and I always ask like, do you feel like you're getting your, your money's worth out of what we're doing? And, and if they're not, then I ask why, what can we do different? What can we innovate? And then on top of that, I'm being proactive with innovating their strategies in the first place. So once a quarter, I'll meet with my clients and say, Hey, let's revise our content marketing strategy, our content, our content marketing plan and see what updates have happened to the, the platforms. You know, what type of content do we need to do differently? Um, do we need to do more self-help stuff or do we need to do more specific real estate stuff? Um, and just staying on top of that and being, you know, as opposed to just being a media business, which you know, you guys, you got guys like Gary Vaynerchuk who says you need to be a, a media business. Like every business needs to be a media business. And I completely agree with that because that's kind of the way marketing is nowadays. Right. But, you know, before, on top of that, so I think, you know, media business, the second first should be your customer service business. Um, and that goes for active investors. That goes for influencers. That goes for service providers like myself is you gotta be a customer service business. And that's what I've, you know, tried to expound on. And, and again, like I'm, even though I'm a natural introvert, I, I do very well of like getting out of my shell and just talking to people, especially if, you know, if I got a good relationship with them, but you know, most of my clients, I'm like, I'm like, you know, you know, cursing at them, going back and forth. We're having fun with it. Like, you know, we're, we're calling each other a-holes like, what's up, bro? You know, stuff like that. Just, you know, having fun with it. There's, I don't have a single client that like, I feel like they're not, you know, one of my best friends. Right. And it's because I've built that relationship with them and, and treated them like my most valuable customer. And I always tell people like, you know, when I bring on a client, especially my monthly recurring clients, um, I don't have a lot of those. I, right now I have 12 and I'm, I'm at a max capacity. I'm not taking any more on. And so, you know, when I'm with these people though, I build those relationships. I offer to buy lunch all the time, breakfast all the time. You know, yeah. it is their responsibility to buy that stuff, but I always offer because why not? Right. You know, what's, what's 40 bucks to a client that's paying me a premium dollar amount for a premium service. So well, supporting your life. I mean, exactly. that, that's the best way yeah. to, that I always think about it. Um, so for, you know, we're, this is going to be episode 105. And so I'm at the point now where every now and then I like to share a little things about how I've actually created the podcast and gotten to this sure. point. Sure. Um, for anyone that's ever listened, I have very rarely ever done any research on my guests before interviewing them, even if I don't know who the hell they are. Um, and the reason why is because I always want to come from the place of the listener and what questions I would want yeah. next Good. if I was listening to it. And so occasionally I like to just pull things from my experience of following you. Um, so I'm going to guess on something. Is Brent Daniels one of your 
uh, clients? No, but Jesse, uh, Jesse Burrell, Evo, and Annie are, and I'm okay. constantly editing videos for them that have Brent in it. So there you go. Okay. You know, so so yeah, and, and that, the reason why I brought that up is because probably because of a batch skip tracing and yeah, the yeah. Brent Daniels video. Yeah, so they're my monthly clients, and I'm I, I edit like ten videos a month with Brent in them. So yeah, but uh, you know, it's funny you brought up that everybody should, you know, Gary Vee talks about every company should be a media company as well. And this is something that Titanium has just recently branched out into. Um, we are gonna become a media company with, with Dutch Jackson. Yeah. And, and it's funny because I don't view you as like competition at all because we're not gonna do what you do. No. I mean, at all, we're, we're a completely different um, style of company and and it's so funny because you brought that up that there's so many different um little niches within content marketing right yeah and, and i've learned that the hard way even though we have it like this is probably the first time i've said it outside of steve Trang's podcast about having this media company i've had people reach out and ask like hey will you do our facebook post for us will you do instagram will you do this and i'm like oh hold on we were gonna do music videos with dutch singing hey. and some videography hey. how did this turn yeah. into i'm running a facebook account you know? right right like, no that's not what we're gonna do i'm like right. it's not even remotely close so what is it that color media does for its clients sure yeah yeah so we we kind of went off on a couple of rabbit trails there yeah. so let's talk about what content marketing is and, okay. and first of all dutch does some badass stuff so i I, I consume a lot of the content that he puts out. He's a cool dude. I met him at uh, Whole Scaling Live because yeah. Whole Scaling is one of my clients and um, Elizabeth and, and Charles there. And uh, I met him. He's a cool dude. And yeah, absolutely no competition. Like, and, and honestly, like it, the, the thing is, is like the abundance mindset, right? I mean, we talk about this all the time. Like I've been on multiple shows. I've interviewed multiple people that talk about abundance and, and truthfully, when you watch people, like their actions are going to show if they're, if they have an abundant mindset or a scarcity mindset. Yep. And for me, like I, you know, it's natural for me because I'm a competitor. I've played sports all, you know, every, every, every day of the year I was playing some kind of a sport. And so that kind of put a, a, a competitive drive in me. So I had to get out of that in my early years where I would, you know, see somebody, you know, somebody that I thought should be my client and there's another person with them. And I'm right. like, oh, I should have had that person, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, you know, I'm in, I'm at this point right now where I can't take any more clients on. So those of you who are listening, like, unless you're an active investor and you want me to come in for one day to shoot videos, like I can't take on any more monthly clients. Right. Um, until I'm able to scale the business and put, you know, the pieces together to be able to, to, to go past that. If, if I even want to do that. Um, but think about it that way. Like, you know, we, we talk about the Phoenix people, right? You, you were on Steve Trang's podcast and um, Annie, Evo and Jesse are clients of mine. I know Pace and, and Jamil and, and those guys and, uh, and Brent. And like, they are, they have like such an abundant mindset. It's crazy. Like they're like best friends, but they're also competitors and they don't, but they I don't know. treat each other like competitors. It's crazy to think about that. So, yep. so let's talk about content marketing real quick before, uh, you know, we, we end the show in two minutes, but <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so content marketing, it's basically, if you, if you wrap your head around what content marketing is, it, you're basically answering people's questions. That's all it is. That's all it is. You're answering questions that your customers have or would potentially have. So let's talk about an active real estate investor. I've got a list of about, if you guys want, and if it's okay with you, RJ, if, uh, for your audience to email me, I've got a list of about 50 topics that you could do if you're an active yep. real estate investor. And you'll be able to pick from those and, and kind of spark some ideas. But 
there's a, you know, research that you can do. There's some platforms that you could go on. Uh, Quora is one of them and just search the, you know, key phrase, like sell my house, stuff like that. Um, there, there's a platform called, uh, answer the public that you go there and it gives you a whole diagram of some, you know, questions that you can ask and do content around. And that's all it is. That's all content marketing is. And so if you're an active real estate investor, you might do a video, you know, you might do an about us video and who we are, but you know, focus on bringing value. One, one video that I always have people do, and there's tons of other examples that I give, but one that I always have people do is, um, the advantage, the pros and cons to selling to a real estate investor over a realtor. Yep. What are the pros and cons between the two? And you don't talk about your business until the very end when you give a call to action. Like, hey, if this is something that you're interested in, you in, and you you see the pros in selling to an investor, you know, go to our website, fill out the form, blah blah blah. But focus on bringing value and build your framework of content marketing around answering people's questions. But inside of those answers, delivering value, delivering education and information. Um, allow what that does is it builds it builds credibility, it builds authority, and builds relationships. We were just talking about relationships earlier. And the way you got to look at content marketing is it's your 24 hour salesman. When somebody goes online at two o'clock in the morning and searches, sell my house, Dallas, what's going to pull up, you know, Dallas is a very saturated market. So right. if you're going to stand out, you got to put out an insane amount of content and make sure that you're doing the proper keyword um, placement inside of your, your videos and make sure you have closed captions and the meta tags and all that, all that stuff that goes into it. Um, but, but that's the thing is like when, if your video pulls up, is it going to be, Hey, I can buy your house. Call me. Or is it going to be, Hey, you're going through a divorce and you're going to end up with a property. Here's your options. Right. And that's delivering value to people that automatically builds a relationship with them. And that video is your salesman that they talk to at two o'clock in the morning. They're going to wake up. They're going to go back to sleep, wake up at you know eight o'clock, give you a call and say, Hey, I saw your video. It delivered some value to me. It gave me really good direction. You know, how can I make this work? And that's the typical progression of what content marketing does. Focus on delivering value as opposed to advertising, which advertising is directly relating to your business and what you can do for people. Focus on them, not you. Right. You know, it's so funny. You bring up like the topics that you can use. And I, I think this is one of the areas where specifically real estate investors sometimes struggle with the content creation. Yeah. Because they're not thinking about who their audience is and what they need to hear. They're just and thinking about what they can the, do for the audience. That's right. it. They're not thinking about what the audience needs. And this is one of the areas that the I buyers have like just kicked our butts. Yeah. Like straight up. Yep. I go on to open door or perch.com or one Look of those. their FAQs and their content. Dude, all that. it's like, right there. It says, here's the crazy. benefit of selling to open door compared yep. to uh, selling on the retail market. Right. And it's, it's like super simple. And the reason why I know this is because I just sold a house to a new iBuyer perch here in DFW. So what did I do? I went onto their website to learn about their process. Mm -hmm. And within 45 seconds of being on the website, I knew the difference between them and open door. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, they're going to, I'm actually going to net probably $4,000 more to sell to perch than open door. I'm going to go with them. Yeah. And who did you talk to? Nobody. Exactly. Just the content that was on the website. And, that, and that's the thing too, RJ, is that people think that, you know, and, and it's true, but people primarily think content is video. It is. Yep. It totally is. Right. But content is also what's on your website. Anything that comes out of your mouth in, in a marketing 
is, is content. So if you're talking to a seller on the phone, that's content. So look at it that way. It's, it's also the, you know, the type of content that you put on your postcard. Yep. Like when you send out a postcard, instead of listing all the things that, you know, all, all the types of sellers that you can buy from, you know, focus on delivering some value and say, Hey, we, you know, did you inherit a property? Here's your options. And then on the back say, we can help you. If you have any questions, give us a call, you know, done. You're building a relationship with them. Actually, I want to, I want to go full circle on that story that I just shared because it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I interviewed Justin Peters last week. I've already mentioned him once. He was my interview last week. Okay. We talked about iBuyers because he used to work with Open Door. Mm. So he worked Open Door, New Western Acquisitions, then started his own company. Okay. So we talked about that for a lot. And then I brought up the fact that I was selling houses to Open Door that I was acquiring steep discounts. I was just turning around doing nothing and just selling them to Open Door. So then after like midnight, after I interviewed him, he's like, Hey dude, um, I forgot to tell you, uh, I found this new one called perch and you should try them out. So I'm sitting there at midnight and I'm like perch. Okay. Perch.com. And I'm about to sell a house, another house that I had just acquired to open door went on the website and there was two things, the frequently asked questions where it showed the difference. And then they had a video on their website where obviously they had one person with a script, sit down with a camera nailed it, told me the differences. One minute later, I'm submitting it. The next day I get an offer, sign a contract with Perch. So yep. pretty cool that that whole thing came full circle yep. from the podcast. But again, what's the podcast? Content, right? Yep. So without me doing the podcast, I wouldn't have known that. So really I view it as like, dude, that podcast episode literally just made me $4,000. That's right. And that's, and people need to think of it that way too, because I, I, you know, there, there is a certain dosage that you need to put into your marketing. That's straight advertising, right? You got to right. do that. Right. I, I mean, that's just, that's the, that's the, you know, that's the way it's got to be. But I, if you focus more on delivering value with your content, as opposed to just advertising all the time, you're going to see a lot heavier results, but keep in mind, these are going to be results that may just impact you down the road. Um, advertising is one of those things where you can convert quickly, but it's a transactional relationship, which someone on the podcast listening might say, well, I'm just wholesaling. I'm buying from one buyer. That's it. Okay. But who else are they talking to? They've got friends, they got family. They can, you know, if you build relationships with them and you deliver value to them instead of just beating them up on price. And then they're, they're finally like, you know, crying uncle cause they're, their arms behind their back. Like that's not building a relationship with them. That's just right. forcing your hand upon them. Um, and they may not have other, any other options or may not, you know, may, you may be in a market that's not saturated and you're the only person that could buy their house. Um, so build relationships with them. But when it comes to influencer, you know, content, like what you're doing with the podcast, what I found is that, you know, for me, and, you know, I think we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but, you know, I have a podcast that's uh, called the content marketing playbook. It's, it's just, you know, a podcast for content marketing in any industry that you're part of, because most content marketing is very principle based. And then I also have a newsletter specifically for real estate investors called the REI Marketing Weekly. On those two silos, I only deliver value. I don't give call to actions on it. I have nothing to sell you. I have nothing to, <laughs> I have no product. I do have a service, but I can't take anybody else on right now. Right. And so what happens is by arbitrage, people reach out to you. You know, I've, I've just from the podcast, I've had several people reach out to me that aren't even in the real estate industry and say, Hey, would you be willing to come to my gym and, and shoot some videos? And, you know, I got to say no, because I'm niched in this industry, but I also give them, you know, a solution as well. So I'll right. hook them up with another videographer or something like that. But, you know, when it, when it comes to this influencer marketing, people don't want to, they don't want to be patient. They don't want to just like 
go to 105 episodes uh, on a podcast and you know they don't see any results. They didn't see 10,000 downloads in the first week. Right. Like guys, that's not how it works. That's not how content marketing works. You're building relationships with people and you're, the, the content marketing is for the long-term haul to establish authority, to establish credibility, to establish relationships. Whereas advertising, straight advertising, again, is needed, but it's transactional. You're getting in there quick, you're getting out quick. And that's I not- I literally own two companies that I wouldn't have owned without putting myself out there. Yeah. Nice level flipping yeah. and now Titanium Vision with Dutch. Yeah. Dutch wouldn't have known who RJ Bates is. If I just reached out to him and said, hey man, my name's RJ and I'm a real estate investor. If he couldn't go back and check, see who I was, he wouldn't have been like, yeah, let me go do videography for you and right. let's go in a bit. He went and did his research on me from that initial reach out. And same thing with Next Level Flipping. I didn't know Ryan Robeson before we partnered together, um, and but I did know Jamie. But, I mean, mm -hmm. without, those, without content, dude, those two whole companies – I'm not a part of without it. So sure. it's, it's, it's vital to today's business and it's only going to continue to become more and more vital moving yeah. forward. And, and the bottom line is too, is like the more you do, um, you know, even if you don't ever mention your titanium investments company where you're buying and selling, you know, just by arbitrage, people are going to want to know what you do if you deliver right. the value to them. You know, once you start, like for me, I, I, I've talked a little bit about you know, color media and what I do because you asked the question. But if you didn't ask the question, I wouldn't have talked about it. I would just start talking about content marketing. Right. And by doing that, people would realize that, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about. So let me go check him out. And so then it'll go, they'll go check me out and see what I have to offer, um, see what content's out there about me, about the company. And then if it delivers enough value, then they'll pull the trigger. You got to look at content marketing as dating. You're, you're, you're dating. You're not always going to go for the kill. You're not always right. going to go for the kiss or the home run, right? <laughs> like you're, you you want to get to first base. <laughs> you right. want to, first of all, you got to swing and you got to hit the ball. Then you got to right. get to first base. And, and that's how content marketing is, is that the, you, the more value you deliver, the more you date that person, which is them consuming your content. Then at some point, instead of you having to go in for the kiss, they're going to go in for the kiss and pull the trigger without even sometimes even talking to you. Right. Like, I found that a lot of times where a customer will just, they'll, you know, I've, I've talked to multiple act, uh, active real estate investors. They're like, Hey, we put all the, all this content out that you, you know, film for us. And we had a, you know, a seller that watched like all the videos and then they got on the phone and they're like, Hey, I don't even want to talk about like the differences between you guys. I already know I watched right. all your videos. So how do we move forward? And that's, that's awesome. kind of how it happens. So think about it that way. Yep. All right, man. Well, I will say this. When you start creating content, don't expect to be great at it at first. That's why there's people out there like Josh to help you, to direct, and things along those lines. Um, 105 episodes ago, if I had tried to interview Josh, I would have been nervous out of my mind. <laughs> we would have barely been able to last 25 minutes on the episode before I'm like, I'm out of questions, buddy. Like, we got to yep. gotta wrap this up. Yep. And, and here we are. We're, we're approaching uh, damn near an hour. So uh, yeah. I appreciate you taking the time today. Uh, any final thoughts and, and about content creation and, and working with someone like yourself? Yeah, what, one, one thing to cap off on that, and I'll be really quick, is um, I, one, one thing I love hearing Gary Vaynerchuk say, and I'm a big Gary Vee fan, obviously, like he's, the, like, he's right. the one who kind of started content marketing. He didn't start it, but he's like kind of the godfather of it, right? Um, and so uh, one thing that he always says is that uh, like, you can read about push-ups, but until you actually do them, you're not going to get fit. 
yeah. right? So it's the same thing with content marketing. It's the same thing with everything. But when you're looking at content marketing, what you just talked about, you know, when, when I go back and, you know, listen and watch the first episode I ever hosted and I'm, I'm up to like 320 episodes of different podcasts that I've hosted and been a part of. And if I go back to the very first one that I ever did, it's actually with Gary Harper. I like, it was terrible. Like it was, it was the most God awful thing that you'll ever listen to. Like no value. We were just putting like 20 circles and that kind of thing. Like it was terrible. Um, but I get, I, I hear a lot of people like try to consume, you know, YouTube videos on how to do content marketing and they read all the books and stuff like that. And that's all stuff you need to do. Like you gotta, you gotta, you know, learn how to do a push up properly and the proper posture and, and how many to do, how many reps, how many sets and, yep. you know, how, how far do you bring your hands in or how far do you bring them out and why do you bring them out and that kind of thing. But until you actually do it and start on it, you're not going to make any progress. You're never going to grow. You're never going to innovate. And now you're 105 episodes in, and this is an awesome episode. I mean, we, we again, we've gone an hour. We could probably go four hours because that's what I was we, just, we just I mean, I don't keep even feel going. Like we, we like scratch the surface. Yeah. Like we could go on and on, you know? Yeah. But. So, so uh, the last thing here that I'll leave you guys with is, uh, th you know, there's, there's a few things when it comes to content marketing to get started. Number one is what are you comfortable with? If you don't like being on video, don't be on video. Start writing. Like maybe you like writing. Write some blogs, write some articles that can go on a site or write some scripts that you could send to fiverr.com and they can film for you. Okay. Um, you know, figure out what you are comfortable with and then eventually you work into that. Now, that doesn't give you an excuse to not try it. So actually try it. Um, the second thing is you gotta know your avatar. You gotta know who your audience is. And uh, you know, then the next thing is, where are they? You gotta discover that. Cause if you're putting, you know, if you're, if you're a real estate investor, uh, and your influencer like RJ, if you're putting content out on TikTok or Snapchat, I mean, you're probably going into you know dead space. Right. But you're putting it on Facebook, YouTube, podcast. Hey, you're 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 in the right place because you are where your audience is. Um, so those are the things you got to think about when it comes to content marketing. And you don't want to just be white noise or um, even worse, just in a red ocean as opposed to a blue ocean with your content marketing. So think about it that way. That's all I got, man. I love it. And to wrap up and kind of finalize that thought there. When I started the podcast, I was deathly afraid of cameras and lights and speaking on stage. But because I started the podcast and I started audio only, it made me comfortable yep. with interviewing people. And then I went on Propelio TV as a guest. I literally drove 30 minutes over there feeling like I was going to throw up the entire time. <laughs> Did one episode with them and I was like, that was awesome. Like I loved it. And yep. now I'm so comfortable having a camera in my face and speaking on stage. It's, it's like second nature to me, but it was a fear of the unknown. And until I did it, then I realized I actually like it. So mm -hmm. Josh, thanks so much for sitting down with us guys. That's this week's episode. Um, if you're listening on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Um, if you want to give us a four-star or less review, give it to someone else and then give us the five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed and set the notifications. All right, guys. We'll see you all next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Titanium Vault with your host, RJ Bates III. For more info and to stay up to date, visit www.podcast.thetitaniumvault.com and on facebook.com slash thetitaniumvault. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time on the Titanium Vault. Titanium Vault.